So I already recorded an entire episode that I thought I was going to publish this week. And what I realized is that I I don't want to spend that much time on the subject, but I do want to just quickly touch on what that episode was all about. It was all about Elon Musk and what's happening over on Twitter. And I know a lot of people already have opinions and ideas and kind of a thought process about that whole entire fiasco. My take on it is simply this, like, can we stop calling everyone a genius, especially if the only thing that makes them a genius is the ability to have tons of money to keep throwing at different projects and failing anyways, and never having to deal with the ramifications of failure, right? So a lot of people who work regular jobs like myself and grew up in a regular household with regular monies or poorer or whatever you want to call it, but like regular human beings, we don't have the ability to continuously always keep trying things and failing. If we fail, we then can't pay our rent. We then can't buy food for our families, or we can't even consider attending a school that isn't for free, right? Like, And so I have since day one of knowing who Elon Musk was, and that was back when I started investigating what PayPal was. So that's back in the day because he was one of the original owners and investors of PayPal. That's when I first realized who he was. And I was like very suspicious of kind of that whole um, situation. He has since sold PayPal and PayPal's fine. That's not my point. My point is, is that's when I first started hearing about him and I hate that everyone just assumes that when people have tons of money, you could put Trump in the same thing, that somehow these people are geniuses. Please reserve the word for genius for people who are actually geniuses, who actually do something other than buy and purchase and and, and throw things against the wall to see if anything sticks. And if you are confused or want to argue with me about it, all you have to do is go on Twitter and watch what is happening um, and watch all of the mistakes that a person who does not actually have just simple, basic, common business sense, the mistakes that they're making, it, the, the whole verified blue thing is like the whole perfect verified account thing is like chef's kiss of what I'm talking about. Does that mean I don't think he's a smart man? Does that mean I don't think he's made some choices that are interesting and have propelled the world forward? You know, I'm not going to comment on that because here's the thing. If anyone listening to this podcast had been born into money and then was given more and more money and was able to take chances knowing that you would not fail, do you think you might have made some great choices along the way, even if you made some failures along the way? Maybe. And here's what I know for sure. I know my abilities and my skill set. And I promise you, we'll never know, but I am absolutely adamant and positive, positive that if I had been given or am given money today, if I won the lottery tomorrow, I would be extremely successful, extremely successful in using that money to making the world a better place, positive of it. And so I feel like we, we, we give so much power to people who just have money 
And then we watch them and we laugh and we giggle and we're shocked and we're thrown and we don't understand how much power we give them in doing that, in calling them a genius, in, in, in giving them so much airtime. So, okay, as I say that, I'm going to stop because what I really want to talk about, what I really want to talk about is Wakanda Forever. And I'm not going to give you a review. I'm not going to give any spoilers. I did see it this weekend. And the thing that struck me about Wakanda Forever, um, first of all, you don't have to be a Marvel fan to appreciate the contributions of Black Panther and uh, Wakanda Forever, which is the second movie to Black Panther, right? And it's part of the uh, Marvel universe. And I'm not going to get into the weeds of that. Uh, but look at just like country music to me, um, I am not a fan of country music. It is not my genre. It is not something I listen to. It is not something I understand. And whenever I hear kind of the twang of country music, I, you know, it rubs me the wrong way. However, my respect for Dolly Parton and Johnny Cash and Willie Nelson and, and, and people in country music, um, is profound. I respect it. I know some of the songs, you know, I don't want to listen to them, but, I respect them. And I absolutely understand the contributions that country music has made to our creative lives, to uh, music in general. And you understand where I'm going with this. Even if you're not into superhero movies and you're not a fan of it, that's okay. Um, but I'm telling you the brilliance of Black Panther and now Wakanda Forever has just thrown me. And um, let me explain why. So when you watch Wakanda Forever, one of the things you notice, of course, is just the beauty of African culture. Okay. And what happens is in Wakanda Forever, we meet another um, character and his name is Namor. And the culture that he brings to the table is based on an indigenous historic, I think my, it is Mayan, Mayan culture. So, and he, of course, the actor is of Mexican descent and beautiful man, beautiful man. And you see this whole other world now. Oh my God, I'm getting chills as I'm saying this. It's so weird. So. On top of that, then for me as a woman, these powerful women, right, are uh, portrayed so beautifully by people like Angela Bassett and Lupita Nyong'o, who I know's name I just crucified there, um, Letitia Wright. Um, it's just as a person who has always loved the movies and has always gone to the movies as a kid and watched television or whatever to kind of see all of these parts of me portrayed up there was amazing. It was, I mean, of course it's about time, but I, I don't know how to explain it. And what I started thinking about Besides all the other beautiful parts of this movie, by the way, the way in which they chose to honor not just the character of T'Challa played by Chadwick Boseman, but also honor him as an actor, it's just beautifully done, beautifully done. Um, but besides all that, what I kept thinking about was the people that suffer the most 
from racism isn't black and brown and Asian people. It's white people. And that's what I thought about. That's what I thought about when I left the movie. And it's the first time it kind of hit me. And, and, and here's why. Because when I saw parts of my culture on the screen, I wasn't shocked by it. I wasn't confused by it. If anything, it was like a, a like a, a, a drink of water um, that I have been thirsting for for so long. And I saw specks of my mother and how I was raised. And by the way, I am not Mexicana. Um, I am Latin. My mother was from Honduras and I was raised by Puerto Ricans and Dominicans and people from Honduras and <laughs> by a whole slew of people, black people and, and also some white people. And, and so I have all of these bits and pieces of culture. And so when I saw it, it was a relief. And what I can only imagine for white people, it was new. And I thought about that. I thought about how much we have lost in not just the United States, but in the entire world by not being open to so many other cultures and beauty. And it made me sad, right? It made me so sad because I've always seen racism from the point of view of me and how it affects me and my family and my friends and people who are of color. And it is something we deal with on a daily basis. But what I realized by watching this movie was like, this is what we're missing out on in the world when we don't embrace all of the beautiful cultures that we are as the human race. When we don't, when, when, when we try to bring people down so that we can have power over them because we fear what they bring to the table. I mean, even if you think of somebody like the director, Ryan Coogler, this young man, this young, beautiful, black, brilliant genius. Okay. Here's a genius. Okay. Man, having the ability and having the money and, and not just the talent and the wherewithal, but being embraced and, 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 and being told, yes, Go, go be a director because clearly you're talented. That's something that couldn't have happened, you know, 50 years ago, 60 years ago. But imagine if it had, right? Imagine if 200 years ago in the United States, we had given people the right to exist <laughs> as who they are, you know? I mean, I know I'm going way out there or whatever, but I'm not. Imagine if racism wasn't this thing that restricts us from such talent and beauty and promise and exposure. Imagine the time that we spend on racism and keeping ourselves away from learning and being and understanding. I mean, look at one of the things that's great about stories like Star Trek, for example, if, if you know anything about Star Trek is you know, there, there, there is no racism, you know, supposedly there's no racism. We don't spend time on racism, but they have conflicts about other things, right? But imagine the things that would have been eliminated by now if we had been 
exposed to just different foods and different forms of dressing, you know, fashion and uh, different languages and um, just all the beautiful things you see in these different worlds, right? Would they have manifested and more if racism wasn't the foundation of who we are and fear? I mean, that's kind of the interesting part for me about uh, Wakanda forever is that I learned, and I don't know why I didn't see it before, but it was beautiful. I cried. I cried so many times. Um, so if you haven't seen it yet and you're going to go see it, please make sure you bring tissues. <laughs> but I also cried for how stupid we are, you know, as human beings. And I cried for white people, which I know that's a weird thing to say, but, and, you know, again, I'm not saying all white people, but as, you know, as a, as a group who has been in power in the United States and across the world, look at people in Mexico. Um, if you're on TikTok at, at all, you can see, uh, Mexicanos having the conversation that so many white Mexicanos are angry that dark-skinned Mexicanos and Latin people are the focal point of this movie. So this isn't just a, you know, a thing in the United States. This is, is all around the world. This colorism issue, this thing about fearing people who are not white is a thing. How do we change that? I mean, maybe by more movies like this, maybe by being more open-minded, maybe by understanding that um, this is not who we want to be. We don't want to live in fear and we don't want to have fake power. And look at, that's the other part of this, right? This control that um, people think they have over other cultures that they think are less than them, that's fake and inauthentic power. It's kind of like, and I'm going to throw this out there, but it's kind of like the Elon Musk thing. Like thinking you have power because you have money. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's power, but it's not real power. People who have real power have respect because of who they are and what they do and how they present themselves. Right. But people who have real power are not necessarily people who have any money whatsoever, right? And there are people who have done amazing things to help change the world. And, and you can talk about people like uh, Nelson Mandela or people like Gandhi or Mother Teresa. And yes, everybody has their good and bad points. Um, but we, we, we can talk about great writers, great, um, look at, I'm, I'm going to say it. People like Barack Obama has a lot of power. People like Ryan Coogler have a lot of power. You know, um, 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 Maya Angelou. Okay. These, these are all extraordinary people. Um, Lin-Manuel Miranda, not a billionaire yet, you know, but has a lot of power. And when I say power, I'm talking about authentic power power because they've done something. Someone like Steve Jobs, 
you know, someone who has created something and has the respect of people because they, it wasn't just about power. It was about changing the world to make it a better place, right? Um, using their talent and their skill to influence us and make us feel someone like a prince, right? I, I'm sorry. I said a prince and what I meant was prince, you know, purple rain prince, you know, talented. Freddie Mercury, talented, talented, and using that real authentic power for good. You know, it's, it's real authentic power to be a good and decent human being. And even if you disagree with people, authentic power is real. Someone like, um, Nancy Pelosi, you may not agree with her and Republicans may hate her and Trumpers hate her clearly because they're tried to kill her for goodness sake. And they, they almost killed her husband. But here is this woman, powerful, powerful woman. And I wouldn't say she has any money to her name that is of any substance to like an Elon Musk, right? So all of these things, when you are racist, when you put down other people to lift yourself up because you are fearful of them, that's not real power. It's not real power at all. It may feel like power and you may be able to do real damage, but it is not respect and it is not honorable. And we will see it. We will see it because what we really crave, what we really want is the Chadwick Bozemans of the world. We want people that we can revere. We want people who are selfless. The people that we will follow and respect are the people that don't care about themselves so much and are not all about their own ego and making themselves feel better and be better. People trying to force themselves to let us know that they are kings and that they are powerful. No, we want the people who care about us more. We want people who care about all of us more and care about lifting us up more. Those are the people we revere. It's the opposite. It's the people who walk in humility. It's the people who would never say that they are kings. They are the people who would never say they are leaders and that they, that they are the most powerful people are the people that we actually think are kings and queens and revered. Go see Wakanda forever, whether you like superhero, you know, superhero, whatever. I can't even say it. I'm so emotional. Superhero movies anyways. Um, as they correlate to our lives and it makes it all understandable. And if you can't see that and you can't understand that, maybe you can by seeing Wakanda forever. Even if you don't like it, you can make the correlation as to why it matters. I think it's so overt in Wakanda forever why these movies matter. They make us all understand who we are in the world and who we can be. And then it makes us aspire to be better than we used to be. 
my God, I love my Angelou so. Anyway, that's it. Thank you for letting me ramble and listen in. And uh, yeah, reach out to me and let me know your thoughts. And I will try to address them either um, individually back to you or I will uh, maybe bring it up in another podcast. So thank you. Until we meet again. Bye. Thanks for stopping by All About the Joy. Be better and stay beautiful, folks. Have a sweet day.